Money FM 89.3. Best of Drive Time. In the spotlight on Money FM 89.3. Well, love is in the air. As the song goes, Valentine's Day at least, love was all over the air last month. But scammers were also targeting the lonely and the lovelorn. The love or the so-called romance scam is uh, a social engineering technique designed to exploit a victim's trust over time by developing a relationship with them, typically through, well, guess what? Social media. Now, the ultimate goal, of course, is financial gain from the perpetrator. Now, what makes these scams so successful and how can people recognize warning signs? We will find out right now with Jennifer Chung, the Director of Cybersecurity Strategy at Proofpoint. Jennifer, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hi, Timothy. Jennifer, tell us first about uh, Proofpoint and what you do. Uh, yes. So at Proofpoint, we're focused on protecting people and defending data. And we really see, you know, people are so integral to every single business and how we operate, but it really needs to be central to people's cybersecurity or organization's cybersecurity strategies. Um, and oftentimes, they're sometimes considered more the problem than the solution. So really help organizations understand how do you take, you know, understand uh, the what's going on in the threat landscape uh, mm. or what's going on in their environment, um, what how their people are operating, who are the most attacked people at risk in their organization, um, and how are they posing risk to your organization and help your organization take action to better protect your information and your data. All right, let's get right into it. Love Scams 101. Teach yes. us how <laughs> to identify love scams because as much as we talk about it, it seems like at least from the statistics I was giving out there that people are still falling for this one. Yes. I would have to say when it comes to social engineering, someone will always fall for the scam because after all, we are humans. And as humans, we have emotions and the power of social engineering scams really comes down to actively trying to trick someone to take mental shortcuts or let their guard down and jump to emotions rather than logic. And so from our perspective, you know, when we look at these, this is a commonly used and most common form of social engineering really comes in the form of phishing. Mm -hmm. Uh, We all have heard a lot about email and email is such an integral part of, you know, how businesses communicate internally and externally. Um, And so at what point can we, you know, have to trust them? So I know this is deviating a little bit from this concept of love scams, um, but ultimately still comes down to there are a number of tactics out there that aren't are taking a similar approach to uh, tricking people to trust someone else on the other side uh, that isn't just about love too and uh, it's about creating urgency mm-hmm. or it's giving them some form of motivation uh, so with a lot of these you know we often see a lot of attackers using social engineering scams to divulge sensitive information sometimes even OTP or passwords, but ultimately the goal is, as you you know accurately mentioned, really it's getting money, right? I mean, not only just wiring or sending money, um, but maybe even just direct access to people's bank accounts. But sounds, you know, this whole thing, social engineering and all that that you talked about, to me sounds like it's a long process to get to that financial gain by earning the trust of someone you're trying to victimize and then getting them to open up and open their bank accounts for you. So why is it so lucrative? 
Yeah, sometimes it can be a, a long process, and especially when we're talking about things like love scams. Sometimes maybe that's why it happens during the holidays uh, when people are particularly emotionally vulnerable. Mm. But oftentimes, even these social engineering tactics happen very quickly. Uh, one common social engineering tactic and scenario that we often see is called baiting. You know, attackers offer the victim some incentive to pay money or relieve, receive a large payout or responding or, you know, posing as executive or boss or something such as CEO fraud. So this really becomes a matter of, you know, you're coercing somebody to respond very quickly, thinking that there is some immediate impact or ramification. And that's where these uh, people can fall victim to a social engineering attack very quickly. So how can we teach people about all of this, that they're being socially engineered to fall victim? Well, I think education and, you know, doing reading reading and talking to people and uh, talking to other people and being open about it is mm-hmm. a start. Mm-hmm. But I think when it comes to organizations and connecting that, right, I think they need to understand that their strategy needs to involve not only training everyone in their organization. In fact, uh, you know, with Proofpoint Research, we've also seen that uh, a number of while many Singaporean organizations have uh, implemented security awareness training programs, many Many of them aren't training everybody in the organization, and so that's something for our businesses to consider when it comes to doing that. So, as personally speaking, I would mm. say education is a starting point. Um, but education isn't just about uh, just people who are working professionals, right? And, and a lot of times we also think that the victims of many of these scams tend to be younger children or elderly people. Mm-hmm. But in fact, you know, more than 53% of scams in 2022 were people between the ages of 20 and 39 years old, right? Wow. So these are people who arguably grew up on the internet and with the digital world, right? And are very familiar and connected. So I think as a starting point, you know, beyond the education, just even taking a little bit of time to mm-hmm. research or, you know, do a quick Google search and learn, you know, what are some of those things, uh, tactics that attackers are using? Um, what are some of the tools they're using? Having a little bit of sense of questioning and understand and it might save you a lot of heartache in the long run. So taking just a couple of minutes will definitely go a long way. All right, then what kind of role can social media play in both the negative and the positive aspects of such scams? Yeah, I think that social media has become such a powerful tool for uh, businesses to connect with their customers and connect with their audiences. Um, But the downside, uh, the good and bad side is that you can embrace the brand that you want to portray, right? And, or embrace the image that you want to portray. And I think this is where a lot of scammers uh, and threat actors take advantage of that. And so, you know, brands, uh, oftentimes we see a lot of brands being impersonated. And, you know, in fact, in the end of last year, I know there were you know, fake buyers on e-commerce sites like Carousel. I'm expanding social media a little bit in the sense that, you know, there's a connection here between, you know, how social media operate, messaging tools, cloud applications, and e-commerce sites, all mm-hmm. of these things that drive, you know, our day-to-day lives you know, connect businesses with their audiences. I think this, these 
are incredibly powerful, but at the same time, you know, we want to be, uh, take responsibility for, you know, when we do connect and be certain and clear and do your research to know whether or not the person you're talking to on the other end or if you're actually is trustworthy or whether the site that you're on is actually a trustworthy one. So we just have to be a little bit more skeptical about everything these days, <laughs> Jennifer. Thank you very much for shedding light on this. Jennifer Cheng is Director of Cybersecurity Strategy at Proofpoint. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.